welcome to another episode of the Court of Capes. I am one of your judges, Joshua Shelton. Alongside of me, Judge Brown. Hey, hey, hey. Judge Cooper. Court is now in session. That's right. And appointed Magistrate Cooper. Yeah. All right. Is that all you got? Come on, man. You got to earn the title judge here. Come on, give us something. No, I, I appreciated the weird energy that front. <laughs> Real weird energy. <laughs> back, boys. We got it. We're going to do great on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, real great on this podcast. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, before we get into um, everything about this ep- um, these episodes, why don't we start a little trivia? All right. And this trivia here is where we take the judges and magistrate aside and test them on their knowledge of the subject we are discussing. Because sometimes every now and then, judges got to study up on the books, you know, got to got to prove they know what they're talking about. Oh, we absolutely know what we're talking about. Hopefully you do. Hopefully you do. And so I will ask each one of you guys one question. And that question will give you five points. If you get a point wrong, but you argue the point somehow, you possibly can be given half points, which are two and a half points. And uh, the prize... By the time we are finished with the trivia for uh, episodes, so this will not finish. This will go uh, multiple episodes. Um, a prize will be given, but that hasn't been decided yet. Possibly Taco Bell or food from someplace or maybe a clothing item. Or maybe boys can decide. Rock, paper, scissors. All right. <laughs> are we ready? Bring it on. Hit me. Come on, hit me. All right. So this may be super easy, and you can get mad at me. Whatever. I don't care. I stand my ground, all right? (laughs) This will go to Judge Cooper. Okay. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Where did Iron Man's origin story originally take place what comic no 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 where as in what country did his origin story originally take place oh man all right see i know i know most about that from the mcu so i'm gonna take a shot in the dark um it came out in i think like the 50s or 60s Wait, wait, wait. Don't we get A, B, C, D? If you want. Okay, so for each question, you will be able to either answer or you can get A, B, C, or D. Yeah, give me that. All right, so I'll give you A, B, C, or D. A, Vietnam. B, Korea. C, Afghanistan. D, Kuwait. Mm, I'll take uh, Vietnam. Ding, ding, ding. Your boy has answered correctly. Uh, yeah. That is five points on the board for Judge Cooper. Ooh. That's impressive. Mm, that was impressive. I did Very not nice. know that. 
Yeah. I just figured because of the time period that Tales of Suspense was yeah, makes, uh, released. Yeah, makes total sense. I mean, when I saw it, I was like, it, it was maybe like a tie between Vietnam and Korea. I just had to choose. All I right. like you threw Afghanistan in there to try to like get my MCU brain yes. like all messed yes, up. Yes, yes, yes. That, that was a crafty, crafty choice there. Thank you, sir. All right. Judge Brown, you're up. Okay. <clears throat> what is Pepper's real name in Iron Man Armored Adventures? Okay. I believe I know the answer. All right. But I will I give will, you some I will, options. I will, I will take the options. A, Virginia. B, Phoebe. C, Patricia. D, Elizabeth. Patricia. Correct. Boom, 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 boy. Five points on the board for Judge Brown. Well, thank right. you. I'm going to ask you another question. This isn't really, this is kind of related to this question, um, but no points are allotted for this. Do you know Pepper's name in the MCU and the actual comics? Oh, man. I can't remember off the top of my head. Anthony. Mm. Is it Bethany? It is not Bethany. <laughs> Looks like Curtis, the, do you know? What was what was what was the first option that you Virginia gave was originally? the first option. That's what I'm gravitating towards. It is Virginia. Ha! Really? Give me my bonus yes. points. <laughs> no points are given. I just but yeah. stole five points from JC. I, I need them. <laughs> Ooh, I'm pretty sure like that did stealing. not happen. I am a fan of stealing. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, her. I had no idea. Has... But her name is actually Virginia. Wow. wow. Not only do I deserve the five points, but JC should have five points subtracted from his total of zero. <laughs> Well, no, he got the first question right, so he has five points on the board Fine. right now. Then, uh, then he gets uh, zero points, and I get ten points. <laughs> All uh, right. Maybe what, we'll we'll consider we giving Curtis. This? Why we'll are give, we keeping track of points? We'll we'll consider giving <laughs> Curtis some uh, half points. Uh, maybe by the end of this episode, we'll see where we're oh, leaning. Half, half points. I don't want decimals. <laughs> <laughs> we we are not doing that. All in favor. Wait, uh, no, I'm in favor. <laughs> Wait, in favor of what? I don't know. I, I can't. I mean, it's either judges between you guys, all right, or I make the decision at Anthony, the final. Anthony, I end. just need your vote to swing it. Come on. Anthony, Oops. do you really want him to get half points? That'll be Wait, 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 right. JC, JC, what, what are we voting against? Uh, not giving Curtis points. You don't want to give, yeah. Do you want to get points? I am in favor of keeping track of points, but not of 0.5 points or well, what there's already so a 0.5 thing just... established for to, it'll be it'll be five points per question 2.5 points for like half credit why don't you just oh. make them three points yeah just make it three because that's not divisible by five <laughs> uh, okay we'll, anyway we'll moving it. on we'll think about it all right anyway moving on to uh Appointed Magistrate Cooper. Yeah, yeah. You, this question may be super easy for you. 
I don't know. Possibly. It may be super easy for everyone. Who knows? Don't hype me up that much. <laughs> All right. The question is, who was the Stark family butler? A, oh. Reginald Jeeves. B, Jarvis Adams. C, Edwin Jarvis. D, Ianto Jones. See, so you put two Jarvises in there. I was just going to say Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was Jarvis Adams or... Or Edwin Jarvis. I think Jarvis is a first name. So I'm going to say Jarvis Adams. Wow, wow, wow. Can I steal? No, no, because it was pretty obvious. There's no steal for this question. Come on. The, an- <laughs> the answer well, is knew, Edwin I, Jarvis. I would have said Edwin Jarvis even if he didn't say the other one. I knew it was Edwin Jarvis. I, oh, we, we, I we did too. In court. We can prove that in court. Because <laughs> I watched right. Marvel's Agent Carter, and that show was a banger. Yeah, I've seen a few episodes. It was pretty good. So, the end of this trivia, boys, ends up. So far, Curtis has five points. James Carl Brown has five points. Appointed Magistrate Cooper has zero points. And that is why he is appointed Magistrate. (laughs) Wow. I'm glad I bring the personality. (laughs) (laughs) That you do. You do bring some good personality, boy. All right. So, (laughs) moving on to some good stuff. And what can I say about these next few episodes other than like all them made me feel, man. All of them. Good stuff. Whether it was absolute laughter, which we'll get to that one, huh. or just some real some like jaw dropping to the floor. All right. So, I don't what are your boys' feelings on these next uh, few episodes? Events happened. Yeah. And I liked them. And you liked them. <laughs> Overall. All right. What were you we saying, were JC? I interrupted you. I was just going to say that I think that as a whole, this might be the most solid group of episodes we've seen so far. Okay, so oh. wait, 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 wait. I have, oh. uh, I will have to. Okay, I'm gonna ask some specifiers here. Are we talking about the three of which we're going to do in this episode, or this whole set that we've watched so far? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, because if these three, oh, we're talking about these three. No, let me look at them really quick. Okay, so we're, we're doing... if we're talking about all the episodes that we've watched, like in this set, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Oh, yes. 100%. This is the best set of episodes we've watched so far. Okay. So with these three, we're doing what? Rolled on Fire, designed only for chaos, and don't worry, be happy. Correct. Um, I'll say that as a whole, (laughs) there's, yeah, yeah. Not quite. I can't say that about these three. (laughs) Not quite for these three. I agree. Um, But this whole set of episodes, definitely the best content we've seen from this show. Yes. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. No pun intended for the the title of this next episode. But let us set the world on fire for episode 20 
All right. Start it up. Well, guys, this was a hot episode. I see. Literally. <laughs> All right. So let's, let, let's bust it wide open. Yeah, let's so do that. So we start off World on Fire with a flashback to little Gene Khan, and he's just frolicking through the evening. Apparently, it's always evening in China because that's when all of the flashbacks take place. This is true. Um, and I don't think it just takes place like all at once because like um, in this flashback, um, he's talking to his mother. Big like Avatar Zuko energy here, I thought. Like definitely like, I don't know, at least inspired by that most likely. Yeah, I could see that. And she's really tall. Like she's, really, yeah, she's really, really tall. tall. Yeah. You know, um, I love... Has, I, sorry, I love that you just brought oh, up Zuko. Sorry. Because next episode, next our episode, I'll be bringing up Zuko as well. Ooh. Oh man, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, proceed, please. So yeah, um, his mom has a sweet collar and like a cool looking necklace. Um, I I thought she was cool. Um, and she's basically she has a necklace, and on the necklace is the first Makwan ring that we kind of have seen in the series. It's um the purple the purplish one. And she says, Temujin, which is his full name, um, if you collect all of these, it's basically your birthright, you will be able to have anything you desire. And I thought it was interesting that she didn't, she wasn't really necessarily affectionate towards Jean, but uh, he definitely like at least thought of her that way, like looking back on it. Yeah. But she, she was definitely more of like the classic like villain mom or she was like oh yeah like you deserve everything in the world you should just take it yeah yeah she was definitely like that kind of like more of a queen yeah (laughs) yeah and i I can't really i can't really remember if we ever see her again but uh if this is the only time we see her like yeah that's kind of the impression i got um then we flash forward to the present and Team Iron Man is discussing the Mandarin along with Gene. And they're basically saying, like, man, like, we know nothing about the Mandarin. And they have some banter for a little while, and then Gene's like, all right, guys, I'm out. And then Pepper has uh, a little uh, side comment where she says, oh, I'll walk you out, Gene. Like, super, like, peppy. Like, oh, yeah, I totally have a crush on you. And Tony is jealous. Jelly. He ain't peanut butter. He jelly. So then they walk back down to the lab and Tony is having the computer like analyze Ultimo's head, which is the guardian from the last Mockhorn ring episode. And they're having a hard time decrypting it, but apparently the computer just figures it out after a long time. It's like, oh, it's an, an active volcano. So it's volcano time. And after they figure this out, Pepper actually... Um, comes back from taking Jean, uh, walking Jean out, and she's like, hey, everybody, I told Jean you're Iron Man. And audience-wise, I was just like, what? And she immediately <laughs> prefaced it by saying, well, I didn't actually do that, but we should tell him. Oh, my gosh. I was. What did you all for- think when she, when she busted out with that? Yeah, I was thrown for a total loop. Like, absolutely. I was like, holy crap, that's insane but I love it. How are we going to move forward with this? 
that's how that's how I felt. Uh, and then she mm. totally covered it up like, well, I should have. And I was like, ah, dang, I was ready. I, mean, I was completely convinced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like she she said it so matter of fact. Oh, yeah. I, I had no doubt that she did it. And I was like, OK, <laughs> this girl is a terrible friend. <laughs> oh, my she gosh. She is chaos incarnate. Pepper oh. is something else. My goodness. I love her so much. So yeah, um, they kind of debate um, about whether like Gene has earned the right to know about the whole Iron Man thing, if they really want to bring him into the fold and Team Iron Man. And then after that conversation, we go back to the flashbacks and Gene meets his stepdad, Zhang. And basically his mom vaguely tells him that yeah, this is, he's going to be your stepfather and he's going to help you maximize your potential. So what I'm guessing is since him and his mom were the last of the cons or maybe like his dad was the last of the cons and he died. So his mom was kind of just fostering like the last of the cons being Jean. Possibly. Um, not, not super clear there, but she decides to get into this business marriage transaction with Zhang, his stepfather, in order to help um gene met, um realized his potential and i would guess that like they just basically needed manpower and since zhang was the leader of the criminal organization the tong that that would give them the added muscle to find the Mach one rings so yeah that was basically the flashback there and then we come back to the present and gene is at the mandarin's lair and he walks over to zhang's cell and Zhang's like, oh, so have you uh, decided how you're going to get, um, how you're going to um, steal the ring from Tony when you all go and find it this time? And Gene's like, no, I hate you, stepdad. And then <laughs> he retorts with a pretty savage line where he's like, you're just a jackal picking at Tony's scraps. Mm-hmm. I know that was savage. So um, savage. And the, um, let's see. Tony, Rhodey, and Pepper all tried to get a hold of Gene to tell him, like, oh, hey, we found the location of the next Mach 1 ring from Ultimo. And they called him a bunch of times, but he didn't have his phone on him because he was too busy, like, messing with his stepdad. So they left without him, and he was not pleased. And they get on a private jet. Rhodey has a fun little line where he says, man, you being insanely rich is kind of handy sometimes. And Price then didn't say that more. <laughs> I know, right? And then they get to the base of the volcano, and Tony's like, "All right, so I see on this satellite that it's actually like right inside the volcano, so we're gonna have to like walk around." And then Rhodey's like, "So, um, do you have a satellite?" And Tony's like, "Nah, I just like casually hacked in the shield." <laughs> like, what the frick? <laughs> he just casually hacks. He's like, "I hacked in the shield." I was like, "Oh, all right, like." gotta do what you gotta do i guess kind of yeah. pulled yeah. a felicity smoke right there yeah for real like just casually hacking uh, mm-hmm. like a super powerful military type you know presence just like mm-hmm. nobody's business oh good so old then, then they walk into the temple of temperance and i have thoughts about the, the temple of temperance and like what that actually means but we'll get to that later mm-hmm. so pepper i think either pepper or roadie quips um so uh tony how are we going to read this chinese without uh 
Junior, and, and Tony's like, oh, I downloaded the entire Chinese language on this phone, which in 2011 was probably pretty pretty impressive, but now we have smartphones everywhere. So, yeah, he just had Google Translate. Basically, yeah. And I'm pretty sure we had it in 2011. So, how am I supposed <laughs> to be impressed at that, Tony? Try harder. <laughs> so, then we see um, a circular... Um, a circular almost like window where like lights coming through and then on either side are coals and crystals so pepper is like huh let's fiddle with it and see what it does so she knocks some crystals into the light and a demon known as firebrand infects um roadie and they later find out like oh it's not actually like possessing him it's like just a shell around him but still like he can't control himself okay okay um this moment was absolutely terrifying for me it was wild i had no idea what was going on and this scream that he let out when mm-hmm. it happened just this all super high-pitched shrieking scream was terrifying like, I don't think I had actually been, like, there's very few times where I had been, like, terrified or really felt while watching um, something of this caliber. But, dang, I was absolutely terrified in the moment and for Rhodey. Absolutely. But I love yeah, it. You're like, did this thing just kill Rhodey? Yeah, I kind of felt that way, but I absolutely love it. Like, I literally wrote down, holy frick what what is happening wtf that scream is terrifying but i like it (laughs) and so it flies up and tony's like all right iron man activate so he flies up after roadie and roadie like just like screams are you worthy (laughs) it's like huh that's fun and the i don't we don't have a name for the iron man suits ai do we no, he just says computer. It's just the, yeah, so the computer says that um, Firebrand's power level is increasing, and it eventually causes an earthquake, which begins the eruption process in the volcano. This volcano is about to erupt with everybody inside. And then, if that wasn't bad enough, the computer then says, well, um, if this volcano erupts, it's going to cause a chain reaction and all the volcanoes on earth are going to erupt effectively killing everyone. Yes. So you're like, okay. So this suddenly has planetary planet-wide consequences, which felt a little bit forced. Cause you're like, I don't see why this has to be a save the world thing. Correct. But, uh, whatever. It's kind of like in uh, guardians of the galaxy two, when they were going for like a more like emotional, like father and son type of plot, but then they just shoehorn like, Oh, this affects the entire universe at the end. And they're just like, I don't care about this. Let's get back to the characters. But uh, this didn't, this didn't feel like that force because they pretty much only allude to it like once or twice. And mm-hmm. it doesn't really impact the overall conflict. Well, Pepper is back in the temple and she's freaking out. She's like, Oh, how do I fix Rhodey? So she's like, hmm, I put a crystal in the light the first time. I'm going to put a coal in there this time and see what happens. So she does that, and she gets possessed by Firebrand. And it leaves Rhodey, and literally Rhodey is, like, careening down into the lava when Iron Man saves him at the very last second. And you're like, ooh, I'm glad Rhodey's okay. 
So then we flash back again to young Temujin. And he walks into his house there and he sees Zhang and he's like, where is my mother? And Zhang says, your mother is gone. Get over it. Now, I don't know how you all read into this, but I don't think it's implying that Zhang killed her. I think it's just implying that like she died of like kind of natural consequences. Really? And he's just I, I don't think he killed her at all. I don't know. I kind of got the feeling that he had done something to cause her death. It, it was just so sudden. Like, either it was yeah. just kind of poor narrative writing where they maybe should have, like, given us, like, a moment showing her die. But why didn't they do that? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I think either way, it's kind of poor writing because, like, it's vague for no other reason than they didn't want to write anything. Or they chose not to write anything. Yeah, that's very possible. And like, I kind of was thinking a little further that he, uh, he might have killed her so he could be the only influence over a young boy that was supposed to become the Mandarin. Because like her perception was like, we're trying to raise you to become the Mandarin. While I think Zhang, as we will discuss further in this episode, really wants the power. Also, like, Zhang is not a blood relative of gene no but i know he's not i thought that only i thought that only cons could wield the rings that's Maybe, what well, i thought that well, doesn't make any sense well Tony i mean certainly can't it was never really said whether he was well yeah he said stepfather maybe he was like a distant relative of somehow maybe he was well, the last and, yeah maybe he was mean, the last. in the comics in the comics isn't um wasn't like Genghis Genghis Khan like a Mandarin? And Genghis like pretty much, yeah, I think is so. To him somehow, yeah. In fact, Genghis Khan might have been like the original Mandarin or like the second Mandarin or something. Not super clear. Yeah, um, I have but no idea. anyway, I I digress. And Gene's mom is gone, and it's sad because we kind of see like how he had to grow up like with this super tough, like basically mafia boss as his stepfather. Yeah. And then um, Gene is freaking out because, like, oh, he needs the fourth Mach 1 ring, but they didn't take him. So he becomes a Mandarin and teleports to Tony's house, which is kind of a fun visual just seeing him standing in Tony's room as the Mandarin. And he's like, man, where is, like, the map for this? Where Where is Tony keeping it? And then he picks up, like, Tony's little, like, computer in his actual bedroom. He's like, this cannot be his computer. Like, what the heck? <laughs> and... Yeah. Rhodey's mom, Roberta, starts walking in the little uh, steel foundry that the actual base is located in. And we see Mandarin, like, light up his rings, like, right before she crosses past him. And you're like, oh, Rick, what if, she, what if he just, like, takes her out right here? But no, he teleports away because Gene's a big softie. Facts. And then we go back to the temple. And it turns out that both crystals and coals are the answer and the light. Because temperance, I guess... Okay, here, here's what we know about the tests. So the second Makhlon ring test was, I believe it was wisdom. 
and it kind of subverted itself by the answer being on the sword. So I Correct. feel like yeah. a lot of a lot of what the original Mandarin is trying to like tell people is like all these virtues are kind of meaningless if you have power. Hmm. You think that's like, the case? Yeah. Because like it, it, especially with the second and fourth temple, because like with this one, temperance is the idea of restricting and not like kind of like going all in on something but the answer was literally to pour both the coals and the crystals into this big thing yeah it it, it didn't really honestly i kind of uh i, I think i think i i get what you're saying it, it didn't really make sense in terms of temperance first of all yeah you just dumped a bunch of ice crystals and coal like there was no real temperance there it almost it almost seemed like the name of this temple should have been like balance or something like that like having well, yeah. equal if you, amounts if of the mandarin was trying to teach a virtue which I don't yeah think exactly but that's true he he possibly wasn't or there maybe there's something that we're totally missing but yeah you 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 skip the third and i understand why the temple of like sacrifice right and that one made sense wait the temple wait the, I, no the third one the third one not was sacrifice was courage, wasn't it oh yeah it courage yeah and that one no, kind of made the sense the last temple was sacrifice yeah the last temple was sacrifice but the, the third one of courage almost seemed like it was sacrifice as well, like the, what they had to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I kind of get what you're seeing. Yeah. Like there, I didn't yeah, there's, think there's like that. kind of, but there's also like mixed feelings with the temple where like um, the third one was all about not using your power. So it felt like in some ways the Mandarin was trying to teach like virtue, but in like other ones, he wanted to completely undermine certain virtues. So kind of weird doesn't make a lot of sense yeah yeah some of the some of it's kind of confusing um you uh judge brown you got any thoughts on it i definitely see where curtis is coming from i mean otherwise the tests don't really make a whole lot of sense yeah they really don't and you gotta you gotta think about the fact that like at least in most comic book interpretations the mandarin like pretty much every incarnation of the mandarin is evil correct Hmm. And like the whole like the origin of the original Mandarin was some dude like pre Genghis Khan who found like this alien corpse, stripped it of its technology, and went insane. Hmm. Wow. But anyway, um, we have activated the temple. And Firebrand itself actually goes right into the red ring, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Like it literally has like this little like Mandarin created demon inside it. So then we go back to the base of Team Iron Man, and they're kind of just messing around with the ring. And Tony's like, "Hey, Gene, want to try on the ring?" And Gene's like, "Uh, yeah, no, because I'll totally turn into the Mandarin and have to kill all of you." <laughs> And then the very last, I guess, piece of plot we get from this episode is Pepper decides not to tell Jean about Iron Man because, not because she doesn't trust him. In fact, Rhodey kind of quips to like, oh, I trust him now more than ever. But Pepper doesn't want to put Jean in the same type of danger that they're always in. So yeah, um, I I will give a brief... um, summary of my thoughts so i thought of the three makalon ring episodes we had gotten up to this point i thought this one was by far the best like okay it, it definitely i don't think i would put it in my top like 
five or seven episodes, but it was definitely the best Makulan Ring episode, in my opinion, so far. Not counting the finale, obviously. Uh-huh. Appointed uh, Magistrate uh, Cooper, what you got? I really like this episode. I uh, it, fe- it really felt like like they were really struggling and were pressed for time to figure it out because it really got the other t- people of Team Iron Man involved, like mm-hmm. really involved. Like they are a part of the problem now, but they also had to figure it out because Tony didn't really do anything. He just had to fight it off and not kill him. And then, you know, when they called Gene and Gene's like, I don't know, pour it in. And then they're like, what? And then that worked out. I thought it was a fun episode. Yeah, um, I totally, I agree. It was a lot of fun, but I also agree that this episode was probably uh, the best Makuan Ring episode for multiple reasons on my book. Number one, it had a certain intensity to it that was like, that's been unmatched um, by all the other ones. Uh, number two, like the problem felt real. Maybe it was a little exaggerated. They jumped all the way to planet planetary scale destruction. Like where in the world did that come from? But it felt real. And like uh, uh, pointed magistrate Cooper said that they involved team Iron Man, like completely without them, like, the fate of the world rested on their shoulders. Mm. Um, and they didn't even realize it. The only one who really knew that was uh, Tony. They had no idea that, that the destruction was going to like be that catastrophic. But, you know, they pulled through as they do. As they do. Get in the clutch. Yeah, yeah. Pep, uh, yeah, Pepper caused the problem, but uh, Rhodey came in clutch. <laughs> oh man, Pepper just cracks me up. Some of the things she does, like you love her one second, and then the next second you're like, why, 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 why <laughs> yeah, are you doing that? Pretty well. <laughs> so yeah, I so, thought I thought this was a very solid way to start this uh, batch of episodes. You know, guys, this might be a hot take, but I thought this was kind of subpar episode. Ooh. Now, are we talking like sub like seven episode or just like kind of decent but not fantastic? I don't know. I mean, I feel like as a whole, the pretty much every Makulan Ring episode, like the whole storyline up to this point, Every episode that's dealt with it, in my opinion, has been some of the weakest. Oh, I totally agree. Like, yeah, no, I like we we were talking about why it's one of our favorite Makuan Ring episodes. Yeah, I mean, but that's not a that's not a high standard. No, oh, no yeah. I agree with that. No, yeah, I I I agree with that as well. Like when we first started, like, and we were watching, we would get some Makuan Ring episodes, and I'm like, oh shoot, I'm excited. Like, what do we get into? Like we're pushing the story forward, the narrative of which of the entire show, but they happen to be like the weakest episodes. I'm like, what in the world? Like, yeah, the Mandarin just hasn't really done it for me up to this point as a villain, especially with Gene. I think, I think the one of maybe the funniest parts of the whole episode for me was in the very beginning, how, uh, 
Tony's like telling Gene, oh yeah, when we first saw the Mandarin, he had one ring. And Rhodey's like, two rings. He had two rings, Tony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that was great. That's your conscience, that. man. I uh, know the conscience is always coming in handy, getting uh, <laughs> saving Tony's butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, the Eminem song, man. I'm your conscience. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally Rhodey. Oh yeah, but yeah, overall, I, I wasn't a big fan of the episode. It just, I don't know. It just is everything that I just don't like about certain episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. Less character driven, more just meh. Not even a real villain, just a circumstance that is created and resolved that doesn't really relate to anything. I don't know. wasn't my favorite, but that's all I have to say. Mm. Well, uh, appointed Magistrate Cooper, got any last words? It's definitely the strongest Mark Laundering episode. Definitely not one of my favorite episodes, but I'd say I definitely liked it. All right. Well, that episode may have not been too strong but what about episode 21 designed only for chaos judge brown let's see if your opinion is different on this one. Oh, i am about to do a 180 <laughs> i thought as much this episode's or, coming in hot <laughs> coming in hot or as much of a downer as i just was i'm about to be really hyped because this episode i wrote down in my notes was a great episode and I believe that I can stand by that wholeheartedly. All right. Give it to us. Okay. So we start out this episode following up on the storyline of our favorite villain. I don't know. No. Laser. Uh, I, okay. <laughs> we'll see. I love laser. That man is shockingly beautiful. <laughs> shockingly beautiful. Yes. I agree. I agree. You know, it is, we've had quite the journey with Living Laser, but I will save that discussion till later. But at this point, we are following up on the storyline that our good friend is unfortunately, finally, actually, question mark, dying. And Tony Stark, not Iron Man, Tony Stark comes to his rescue. And Living Laser's like, why are you saving me? I'm useless. Everyone's told me that my whole life. And Tony Stark says to him, and I quote, you're not useless and your life is worth saving. Mm. Heck yeah. Boy. Tony, Spreading the gospel. I got Spreading the gospel. Laser responded to it. What's that? I got chills when Living Laser like, was like, oh, man. you're a real good guy, Tony. <laughs> I know. You're a real good guy. That was such a sweet moment getting to see just the the charity and brotherhood of, of it all. That was great. So then that uh, wonderfulness is interrupted as we get the return of another awesome villain who's in this episode, the ghost. Yeah. This episode had so much good stuff. My oh. So much. I, I picked a good one. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes. So ghost comes and he's just like yeah there's a uh, price in your head living laser so i'm just gonna put you in this uh, little container and by the way it'll hurt a little bit but here we go <laughs> and also the ghost just decides to kind of cancel out all of the uh, propulsion devices that are keeping up the helicarrier 
So as he is making his escape. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We can't oh, skip yeah. the line. We can't skip the line that Ghost Ghost gave us when he uh, oh, so, so when he captured when he captured the living laser in this device. Oh. He he looked at Tony and he put the device up to his ear and he's like, I think I can hear him screaming. Oh yo. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely just savage. Goodness. Mm. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. That was a great moment. <laughs> so then we just get to see Iron Man. Uh, I, I can't remember. Yeah, Tony transformed into Iron Man, didn't he? Or did he not? No, no, no. no, I, no. I think he did no. because he couldn't. He chases he down the ghost. Yeah, yeah he, he just chases down like with just him. Yeah, just as Tony Stark because he couldn't transform without ruining his identity. Yeah, that's right. So... Then we get to see a really cool scene, in my opinion, of the helicarrier being, you know, diagonal in the air, falling down, and the ghost just kind of walking through walls and just, yeah. like, not being phased by anything. Ooh, pun intended. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was, that was a cool scene, I thought, him just falling down. And then he presents uh, Tony with this ultimatum, like, are you going to... Uh, save uh are you gonna save the living laser or are you going to save the full hel helicarrier and it ends up being that uh the living laser uh does not get saved he gets taken by ghost and we find out that he was hired by aim uh, <laughs> uh, every okay so when, when this happened all right Every experience we had with AIM, in my opinion, has kind of been atrocious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's been utter trash. So I was like, wait, okay. So AIM, the worst uh, probably villains that we've uh, come across, maybe. Maybe not the worst. Like Magia is kind of, you know. Weird, yeah. <laughs> you know. They're but, on their own tier. Of yeah, they might disgusting. be on their own tier. But anyway, AIM, which had so much potential. That's what makes me more frustrated about AIM. Because that's so much potential, mm -hmm. um, which is the worst. Plus, Ghost, which, in my opinion, is the best villain in this show. And isn't uh, isn't this episode the one that revealed that like it was Aim who hired Ghost to kill Tony? Yes. Yes. Yep. So like, that was that was an amazing reveal. Yes, it was. But it, it was Ghost doing the reveal, and that's what made it so great. Yep. So, like, does this make this episode, like, is this combination good or bad? Like, we could talk about it after you give the rest of the the synopsis of the episode. But just something. Yeah, I think I think it about. all depends on the next couple scenes, depending on our reactions to them. Yeah. So, basically, the uh, ghost hand delivers the living laser to Scientist Supreme. He was like, okay, this man is going to now power... Modok, and he is going to bring him to life. And Scientist Supreme's just like, oh yeah, but I don't expect him to live through this. Oh well, <laughs> casually. On the bright side, he didn't shout any of this, so that was an improvement. True, he wasn't screaming. That was probably the second biggest reveal of the episode. It's the biggest surprise. <laughs> it's almost like Lemonhead was playing him. Oh, lemon you mean grab. lemon grab? Lemon grab. I always get them mixed, mixed up. I don't know why. Lemon head is a candy. Lemon grab is a man possibly made out of candy. I don't know. Get it together. <laughs> okay. Lemon grab. 
So then we uh, get to see a couple things happening pretty much at the same time. Modok comes to life being powered by the living laser and Iron Man comes to rescue the living laser. Yeah, he and, does. And uh, a whole fight starts breaking out and the uh, Science of Supreme is just like, Ghost, stop Iron Man. And Ghost literally laughs and he says, you don't have that much money. Good luck with your flying head. <laughs> I love how Ghost continually commented on how ugly Modoc was. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll get to that. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll we'll have a whole discussion about that. <laughs> oh yes, we oh must. man. I'll, I'll give it to the show though for being very self-aware. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes, so Modok is alive. He he has a face only a mother could love, and he goes straight in on a mental attack on Iron Man. And Modoc lives. Modoc <laughs> lives. <laughs> oh and I gosh. love how Modoc immediately turns on Scientist Supreme and just expels the controller from AIM. He's just like, get out. Oh, straight yeah, up. Both of those guys are wads. Yes. Yeah. Facts. Well, okay. So one thing uh, that happens as well is he tells him to, so he doesn't immediately go after Iron Man. Uh, you know, he, no. he immediately goes against the controller and scientist Supreme, but they yeah. tell him to attack Iron Man. And then he says, threat status negligible. Hmm. So that Iron is- Man to him at the moment, wasn't even a real threat at all. Yeah. Nope. That's a good catch. So, so all that's happening. And it's, I just find it really interesting that immediately after coming alive, Scientist Supreme is bowing down to MODOK and he's like, my leader. Yeah. It's just like, you just created this thing. That's like the opposite of what most people do when they create something. Sometimes. Yeah, in, in his mind, he created a god. Yep, basically. Yeah, I guess. And that god did not care for him. Happens. Yeah, It'd be I guess. like that sometimes. Okay. So then, after Iron Man starts trying to save Living Laser, we get that mental attack on Iron Man, where Modoc just extracts his whole life story and just like, oh, Tony Stark. And Living Laser's like, huh? Tony what now? Because the only person who showed him kindness in the any time, basically, in the near present, future, anything, was Tony Stark. He was the only person who showed any kindness to the living laser. And now he finds out that it's his mortal enemy doing it. And he has this kind of crisis. He doesn't know what to believe anymore. But he starts having flashbacks to all the episodes we've seen him in. And he starts piecing it all together that all along, Tony was trying to save him. Somebody save me. That what a, a great sequence of flashbacks and like there was a lot there was actual like emotion here oh so oh, much yeah. emotion oh, so and so i just so wrote so down that living laser has a great arc because man has he come so far because living oh, laser yeah. gets out he joins tony and they start just pounding on modok and they fry that man's memory that thing's memory so that he that doesn't was convenient. Know, 
Yeah, very convenient so that he can't remember Tony's secret identity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then after that fight, Living Laser finally just dissipates. And he kind of just, hap what happens to him is similar to what happened to him in the first episode. So did he die? That's the question. <laughs> I feel like every time we see something happen to someone in this show that we think they die, they're not dead. Turns out Gene's mom is still alive. Like, <laughs> what the heck? Like, surprised. Oh, yeah. Nobody freaking dies. No one. Living you know, Laser dies in every episode he's in. Yeah, that's fair. If he's well, not except dead for the one time, where though, he's like, that would undermine shield character. All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, when you said that Living Laser has a great story arc, his story arc was freaking amazing. Yes. Like, absolutely amazing. He went from some. New York wannabe villain kind of electro type guy to someone you actually like. You know, someone they you just they just like force you to like this guy, but it doesn't feel forced. They like no. take you on this journey. Like I was I was very skeptical about Living Laser. Like initially I was like, and eh, he was fine. When he came back in the uh space episode, the shield episode, I think yeah. I I think I ranked that episode the lowest out of all of you, even though Living Laser was in it and he was an amazing part of that episode. Mm -hmm. So I probably have been the hardest on Living Laser out of all of us. And I might be willing to say now that he is my favorite villain of the whole show. Oh, oh man, JC. The this whole, episode, like, the, the theme of this entire show is every single character methodically redeeming themselves to JC. Pepper. Uh, Whitney. Whitney. Living Laser. Living Laser. So we'll, much redemption. Well, we'll see. Well, next episode I'll have I'll have my thoughts about another character and we'll see if that happens. We'll Yo, I'm ready happens. for that. I'm so ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> the train continues. The cycle goes on and on. Boy, I tell you, man. For, let's not. I, okay, I, okay, okay. Let's. Okay, I'm. I'm trying to get. Um, collect myself here because I'm not in that mood for for this episode. All right, let's stay on okay. the feeling of this episode. Yeah, yeah. So the last I, thing I'll say about this episode is that uh, Nick Fury revealed to Tony that his dad was creating weapons for Shield. So Nick reveals that, and that kind of just fractures. Tony's whole perception about his father. And oh, yeah. he's just like, what's going on? My dad said weapons are horrible. He lied to me. I can't trust anyone. I can't trust him. I don't know who I am anymore. But uh, like the amazing person she is, uh, Roberta Rhodes comes in and is like, Tony, Tony, Tony. That's not at all what happened. Your dad gave up all of that for you because he wanted to be a better man. He wanted to be someone that you could be proud of. And that restored all of Tony's faith in him. I mean, this makes, uh, I mean, it, it reminded me of the end game scene, spoiler alert, mm -hmm. except mm. he actually was a good dad compared to Howard and MCU. <laughs> he wasn't really a good dad at all, but that's a whole nother story. But uh, it was just a very touching scene and it, it just added another 
uh, bookend of emotion to an already very emotional episode. And man, uh, I, I love this episode, guys. Ah. It also clinched Roberta as the most underrated character on this entire show. Oh, I like okay. well, well, I, I, I don't know. She is exquisite. <laughs> I, I don't love know. Her. We have something in here. I simp for Roberta. Come on. Oh, big <laughs> Roberta simp down here. I'll join that. Oh, dang. Wait, okay, okay. What do you have against her, Josh? I don't have anything against her. I It was the title that you gave her, most underrated character in the show. And uh, Who would you say is the most underrated character? I, I don't want to say because that's getting too far ahead of ourselves. First you hate bald people. Now you're hating Roberta. Oh, I'm not hating Roberta. I love Roberta. I'm telling you, the, the end of this episode got to me. Like, like living lasers, possible death, that got to me. Oh, yeah. Roberta talking to, to Tony, that got to me. I tell you, boys, I actually shed a tear when I watched this. Oh, yeah. Let's mm. go. Like, I it, was on the verge. I was on the verge of just bawling my eyes out. Like, oh, yeah. It really got to me. The whole living laser arc. Like, I felt so much emotion in this episode. Like, the living laser is my second favorite villain in the show. <laughs> uh, with Ghost at number one, still. Uh, <clears throat> but I, I absolutely love the arc they took us through so good made you just kicked you in the feels and i love those kinds of episodes you know like in Clayface, you know in the batman like i really love that's why those episodes were top tier for me because of how much it made me feel yes um so i i i also love this episode so i'm not a hater on roberta all right it's just to me i already have that uh most underrated character in the show uh, placement for someone else. Oh boy. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have words. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to disagree with this hardcore. You might yeah, disagree with it, and I don't care because this is such a Josh character. But... Oh boy. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm preparing my argument. About uh, why you're no, 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 no. You don't need to argue because you probably will be completely right. You know, I just, I just am where I'm at. Um, but we're getting ahead of our, we're getting ahead of ourselves. All right. Okay. So, also, any so last Whitney thoughts? Totally doesn't count as underrated. Oh no, no, oh, no. no. Whitney's top tier. Like Whitney, there's Whitney's getting um, uh, enough, maybe not enough uh, exposure, but I could simp for Whitney forever. Like, <laughs> come on now. Oh yeah. Any other thoughts on episode 21 designed only for chaos? I mean, I loved how it brought together so many storylines that were that have been building throughout the series. True. And even 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 because some of them weren't as strong as others like the aim storyline. All of like when you add in Ghost, when you add in Living Laser and like the fruition of his character arc, like that just strengthened aim so much more. Did it though? I mean, it, it strengthened aim in this episode. I'm not going to say it strengthened them overall, but okay. it made them more compelling just because they were who they were fighting against. Okay. Now, I do yes. have the question. I do have the question for you guys. What did you all think of Modok himself? Because he's like a big bad in the I, Marvel universe. He is, and I hated him. <laughs> I hated freaking him. hated him in this oh, episode. I... Why? Yeah. Why? Because first of all, he like Modok usually has way more coherence than this freaking robot thingy. 
Like Modoc, Modoc can conquer like the world if he did things right. This puny little thing could barely stand up against. I don't know. I I mean just Iron Man by himself. You know he didn't really feel like a threat. Um, at first he was. He was kind of cool. He was kind of dominant. Um, when I first saw him, he's ugly as mess. But I didn't like how less of a. I mean, I understand he was just created as this sentient being, but he was not human enough. And I guess you can say I'm kind of swayed by another piece of material that I absolutely loved the Modoc in. Um, Avengers. Ah, uh, what? From the Avengers. Mar- Marvel's Avengers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I freaking love um, that version. Um, and this, that's why I hate aim so much because they like, they have so much potential, um, but mm. just really squander it. So I did not like this Modoc and his design was, eh, I don't know. Is anybody have like completely drastically different thoughts than me? I mean, I li- go ahead. I have a little different thoughts. Um, I haven't played Marvel's Avengers. Uh, but I have experience with Modoc from a little bit in the comics, but also the Marvel Superhero Squad show. Oh, and Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but I don't remember him at all from that show. <laughs> um, so, in, in, of course, in the kids' show Superhero Squad, he's a freaking dork, and he's kind of the worst. So comparatively, in my brain, in my experiences, this guy's like a hundred times better than that. Okay, okay. I mean, <laughs> I'd never seen that, so I, 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 I believe your word. I, so, I remember seeing like a couple episodes on Cartoon Network as I was younger, and just being like, "What is Modok? What is happening? Why does this thing exist?" Yeah, it's a little turd. That's what he is in that show. Yeah. And he sounds, and he, he has a very uh, not well-sounding voice. Mm. Uh, but overall i like i liked modok in this one and i like that he didn't just die in this episode that we'll get to see more of him and maybe yeah. he'll develop aim into something that i'll enjoy uh, yeah he's overall definitely a positive for the show okay i thought that modok was he was okay i mean he didn't do anything that i was like oh wow modok but he didn't do anything to make me just like hate his guts so he was a I massive improvement over scientists supreme you know <laughs> oh that's true my, <laughs> Sir, what Curtis say? He said he was a massive improvement over Scientist Supreme. Oh, oh well, agreed. That's fair. And controller, controller sucks too. Low bars, low bars. I feel here. like I feel like the controller just keeps getting worse in every episode. I agree completely. He's like the opposite of Living Laser. Ugh. <laughs> Two sides of the same coin. <laughs> Yeah, it uh um I didn't really like him, but I haven't seen that show, so he could be a much better version uh than in other shows. But my experience with Modoc, he has so much more potential, as does AIM. So like the best parts of Designed Only for Chaos are the Living Laser, Tony's frustration with his dad, and Ghost. There's a lot of good parts in this episode. This is this might make my top five. Oh, it's Ooh. definitely Ooh. in my top five. Ooh. It's definitely in my top three. Oh, yeah. oh, oh shoot. He went what there. What did you say, Anthony? 
definitely in my top three. What do you say, Anthony? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, because, like, to me, like, the fact to me, like, Modoc wasn't the main villain of this episode. The main villain of this episode was Ghost to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, See, that, that's like, what I saw as well. Modoc, him, him paired with Modoc was, I thought, overall a strong villain episode. Him paired as in they're in the same episode, but they weren't really working yeah. together, which I kind of no. wish that would have been cool. Ghosts don't work for nobody. That's true. Unless you got good money. I, I mean, I know exactly why I love Ghost so much, other than his design is super sick, and he's got a great voice actor. Um, it, I just get such Deathstroke vibes from this guy. He's like an exact copy of Deathstroke in, in this version, and I love it because I love Deathstroke. So, so, yeah. Moving on to who I think the most underrated character is. In episode 22, we got ourselves Happy Hogan. All right. Oh, All right, boys. All right. A little bit of a change. I of... have thoughts about this episode. <laughs> little bit of I a will... change of pace, boys. Little oh, bit. Too. <laughs> oh, Josh, give us the plot. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, there was a plot? <laughs> there <laughs> All right, so this episode is 100% filler. A hundred. A hundred percent. 110% filler. But let me take you on a little adventure on Happy Hogan. And I freaking love Happy Hogan. The whole show I've been thinking to myself, man, we haven't gotten enough Happy Hogan. Well, in this episode, we got a good Happy Hogan. And he, he reminds me a lot of Cash. I think that's why I like him. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's no, such a do not even. Cash oh come on, come on. Are are you saying Happy is not a good character? I'll, I'll I'll speak my mind later. Oh oh man, we about it. This is some fighting words. This is some fighting words, man. Oh, there's gonna be some fights on this episode. I can this tell is, you that. <laughs> this is some. This is a court here, man. Don't be bring out my gavel, man. I will Contempt chuck it. Is in the house. In the name of the law. All right. <laughs> Judge on judge fighting. I never thought I'd see the day. All right. So Pepper Potts and uh, Gene are in a limo. Um, and at first I thought they were on a date, honestly. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. Um, but then they pick up Happy. And I was like, what? And then they pick up Whitney. I was like, now this is getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then Happy was just like, I, I mean, there's no other way of saying happy-go-lucky, man, without thinking of Happy Hogan in this episode. He was just like, yo, guys, lighten up. He was like cracking jokes, stepping, um, going through the the sunroof in the, in the limo, just enjoying his time. Oh, my goodness. All aboard the happy train. All right. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. And then all of a sudden, Iron Man falls like a meteor. And crashes in the ground. It was it to us. It, I mean, obviously, in that scene, it seemed super random. Like, what the freak? And then they get there, and the armor is empty. All right, go to the um another scene. I guess it's kind of like back in time, about ten minutes or so. Tony is begging Rhodey to try on the Iron Man armor, but Rhodey 
was like, nah, not doing it. I don't want to do it. And I don't know why Rhodey didn't want to do it, but Rhodey's Iron Man's conscience or Tony's conscience. So he was probably making the right decision. You know, Rhodey usually makes the right decision for some reason. Somehow he does it. It always ends up right, even if it's just a few episodes later. <laughs> so Rhodey is absolute garbage at flying. <laughs> like, utter trash. And he flies into the ground. And he's like, um, he, instead of getting up and flying away like he maybe should have, I don't know, he gets out of the armor and proceeds to call Tony from his phone to tell him to he come pick him up. He throws a hissy fit. He does. He threw an absolute fit. And I was like, why are you doing this? But I also would kind of understand because he was probably super embarrassed and his ego maybe got in the way a little bit and he didn't know how to you know, properly express himself that he was pretty mad probably at himself. So, anyways, so he runs and he hides behind one of the construction tools and they find um, the armor and instead of going away like Pepper is telling them to do to just move on and leave it alone, Happy gets into the armor like a curious cat, my boy, and flies around. (laughs) Honestly, Happy is freaking awesome at flying. He like it's a natural. He's a natural at it. Like the guy. And then like I had this thought pop in my head when I saw this and I was like, "Man, I could see him as a fantastic Hulk buck- Hulkbuster user." Like straight up like Happy just in some Hulkbuster armor just wrecking people. I would love to see Happy on Team Iron Man. Anyways, that's what I thought at the moment, but then all of a sudden Happy gets hit by a bird and completely <laughs> disconcerts everything going on and he flies into a building. Oh, Happy. What do you see? Two of the Magia dudes robbing a Tong treasury. Like, what Tell the freak? Tell me their names, JC. <laughs> What's that? Tell me their names, JC. We've been over this. Give I us- could not care less. I even know one of their names, but I'm forcefully forgetting it because I don't care. Come on. No. All right, I'll give you one. All right. What of them's the unicorn? Ugh. Yep. Ladies. What's the other one? Ladies and gentlemen, it's the. Oh, JC, you got this. No, no I don't. I have the unicorn, but I'm not having this one. I don't. I, I actually don't know. Starts with the K. Killer Shrike, my boys. Killer Shrike. Oh my word. All right. So Killer Shrike and a unicorn are just standing there with bombs on this uh on this safe ready to blow it up so they can get money, I guess. Like you don't know at the moment what's really going on. But I thought in my head, what the frick? Like my goodness. We got three bone. Okay, I'm willing to admit I love happy, but he can be a bonehead. So at this moment, we got three boneheads in a room, and boy, this is ready for some disaster. <laughs> so he stumbles in there, seeing two Magia dudes robbing a Tong treasury. And I admit, Happy is a pretty freaking good fighter. Like, the guy's a natural. I swear, I'd love to see him in some Iron Man suit. He would be pretty effective, just as like some brute on the ground taking some fools out. Anyways, so Gene sees 
that uh, Happy flew into Tong Treasury and tells his driver um, that he needs to call, uh, you know, and tell them that uh, nothing's happening. I forgot what he said to the driver. He said to call, oh, call them and tell them nothing's happening. That's right. So for them not to come up uh, because of what was happening at the moment. And then Gene decides to take things in his own hands and shows up as the Mandarin. But as he's watching this fight, Happy is fighting off the Magia dudes pretty effectively. And the Tong's kind of standing around not knowing what to do at the moment. And Gene says, I can't believe I want Happy Hogan to win this fight. And I was like, <laughs> Gene, welcome to the Happy Train. Like, let's go. Come on, man. It cracked me up when he said that. Anyways, so Whitney shows up on the ground, disguised, disguised as cap, um, as um, as the captain of police. That's right, the captain of police. So the captain of police shows up, and the Whitney shows up as the captain, stuns him, and then tells the police to stay on the ground and not go into the building. And so that's another example uh, in this show. And like many other shows where the police are completely useless. Like yep. there's so, so many shows out there where I guess when it involves a superhero, police are completely useless. Live action or cartoon, anime, any whatsoever. The police are always useless. And it kind of frustrates me. But I guess that's, you know, trying to show the the uh, the intensity of the uh things that are going on or the threat itself anyways so happy is in this suit and he thinks that the suit itself is a robot and tony is talking to happy through like through the communication through the computer and tony thinks it's just the iron man computer the whole time how did he not recognize Tony's voice? He's real dumb. Yeah, that's why I love him. Gotta love him, man. Gotta freaking love him. So, <laughs> anyway, so I was, like, thinking about that the whole time. I'm like, how do you not recognize his voice? And he, uh, so while he's fighting this off, um, and, the, um, and Gene's just standing there in the air as the Mandarin, the Tong Ninjas run out believing that this is not the real Mandarin. So it's at that moment, I guess it affirms their belief that this guy, whoever he is, is not the real Mandarin. Which is pretty, like, pretty big. Um, and maybe the only narrative-carrying thing uh, making this up, other than this episode being a filler. Probably not the smartest thing to attack his own troops in no. front of them. No, not at all. So that, and so that leaves, uh, well, it, it kind of made it almost seem like the unit. I'm going to say the Magia thugs. I, I can't know their names. Mm -mm. Uh, behind to blow the safe. So I don't know where, could you guys tell me where the Mandarin went? Away. Like, yeah. he just, just disappeared. So the Tong ninjas run out. And then he just goes away. It didn't even show him leave that I remember, unless I was looking down. No, he just teleported away. And you're just like, oh, oh, oh okay. He, did he he walked down 
after all the thing, he went and like walked down with all the other kids. Okay. So, so apparent. Um. So, Iron Man. It looks at the bombs, realizing that the bombs were created by Mister Fix, told by the unicorn and them by Mr. Fix and there was enough bombs to blow up the entire city and I thought to myself hmm does Mr. Fix have more plans up his sleeve are we going to see some good Mr. Fix I hope so because we've been robbed absolutely robbed but Happy's entire personality during this episode just cracked me up he's so dumb but it's funny it's absolutely funny and fantastic and enjoyable. I think so. I couldn't agree more, Josh. <laughs> couldn't agree more. All right. So, Magia. So then, like, once he tells them that there's enough bombs to blow up the entire city. Well, actually, Tony told them by hacking into the communication audio output and then told them. The Magia thugs leave and Happy is left in the Iron Man suit to take care of the bombs. All right, so moving on to another scene going on at the moment. Pepper and Madame Mask are going up the stairs. But then, uh, but Pepper, they're not going up together. Like, Madame Mask is a few um, a few floors up, and she looks down and sees that Pepper is coming up. And then she turns into Jean and then leads her down the stairs. That's how I took it. That's kind of what... And then she leads Pepper out of the building. And then um, Pepper was like talking to uh, talking to Jean. But then she shows up and is like, who are you talking to? Because Pepper saw no one beside her. Anyways, so then, fla- then we go to Happy. This guy has a big problem on his hand. Pretty explosive situation. Literally, the city rests on his shoulders. And the guy goes straight to the fundamentals. He picks up one of the bombs. He's like, hmm. I break that. I break this. Let's just break the bomb. He literally tears apart a bomb in half. And it works. Then Tony scares Gene completely out of the armor, saying that it's going to explode. The armor flies out. Everyone sees it. And Tony, and then Tony, I guess, blows it up. And uh, and then Gene. Uh, okay, so then we get to the ending. I mean, this episode was a lot of fun, all right? But there was a lot of things going on, and it was a total filler. But anyways, Gene <laughs> comes over, and he said, the armor was empty, right? And Happy said, empty. No, Gene Con. That armor was full of heart. I died at that point. (laughs) And then Happy tells them all the story. (laughs) And my my thought at the end was like, that was a fun episode, but not much content at all. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is, okay, boys, this is a moment where I tell you, Happy is the most underrated character of the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally saves the city. 
he makes you laugh all the time. You can't help but laugh with the guy. He's he's so dumb, but he gets these like moments of like intelligence. You're like, oh, you know, but it's just like the guy's so much fun. And I just saw so much potential for him being team Iron Man in this episode. I love. Oh, no, please. Absolutely love him. I would enjoy that immensely. Yes. Okay. So I've held my tongue for quite a while now. Whatever. (sighs) Okay. Time for me to to go out here. So, you know, as soon as as soon as we saw this version of Happy, I was just like, guys, what's going on? Why is he like this? Why is he stupid? Why? (laughs) And then and then the show did something really cool with him. They made him likable to me. They had him uh, help out Tony in exchange for Tony doing his homework for like a month and three months or whatever. And he uh, knocked out that uh, uh, guard to Stark Industries to help Tony get in. That was all a great scene in that one episode. That was fantastic. We get to see, we heard an amazing line when uh, he gets uh, invited into Tony Stark's lair. And he's just like, what? Nerds live here? That's awesome. And we had all these great happy moments. I was so glad they salvaged his character until this episode. <laughs> and it just undid anything that those other episodes did for me. And I was just wondering, why is this happening? Why am I watching this? I, I, I just, I don't know. I did not like this at all. This is the only episode where I just wrote point blank, didn't like the episode. I just didn't have anything else to say. I had a couple other things that I'll bring out in a minute, but that was my summary of the episode. Didn't like it. This was, in my opinion, the icy depths of oh, Iron Man. Oh, boy, don't you be throwing oh. court blasphemy oh. at like that. Uh-uh. Gum. Nope. Now, Anthony, that might not mean much to you because you didn't see that episode of the Batman, but it was real bad. Oh, I, 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 can, I can agree with you right there. That episode <laughs> is bad was absolutely atrocious this episode was nowhere near as bad i'm entitled to my opinion no matter what you may think of it you are that is my opinion Mm -hmm. so the only the fun the one fun thing one of few fun things that i found in this episode was like the sass that whitney gave to pepper which i still liked she's just like "Ugh, i'm left alone with you out here that was fun (laughs) okay but Another reason why I was just like, what even is going on with this episode? There were two background catches that I had. Ooh. Okay. At eight minutes and 39 seconds, there is a guy walking behind Rhodey that literally has the exact same design as the living laser. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I think I saw that, too. Yeah. It's his literal character model, just like walking through the street. And it's just like, what? And it's then... His, it's his brother, thir- the living taser. <laughs> no, no, it's his other brother, laser face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, taser face. <laughs> taser face. Anyway, then at 13 minutes and one second, there is a shot of another Obadiah Stane character model with hair. Just like that one cop a few episodes ago. There's another one who's just like strolling through the foreground. He's even in Obadiah Stane's exact suit. 
I thought they all looked the same anyways. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> That's why they're the Ryans. <laughs> Wait, what? The, all, all of his, like, Obadiah Stain and all of his, like, his, like, uh, security Minions. and stuff like that. Emidians. I felt like they all looked the same anyways. But I'm talking it, about Obadiah's face. Like, it's literally his face with hair glued on the back. It's his exact same character model, the same dimensions, same suit, same everything. It was Obadiah with hair. And I was just like, why? And this is the second time they've used that exact same model because they used it for a cop, too. It was just mm-hmm. the cop copy and pasted here. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was weird. <sighs> but anyway, those are my thoughts. Oh, oh! so you placed that on the actual negative board? The episode? No, no, no. no. Well, yeah, uh, like, like that's a bad thing about the episode, the, the copy oh, well, designs. That, oh, those things are just weird to me. Oh, okay. That they're just reusing character models. I don't know. I think they've been doing that the whole show to cut on costs. Yeah, I'm sure they have been. But it just, I don't know. It just seemed a lot more uh, blatant in that they were using, like, main characters to do it. All right, so Judge Brown, I I smell what you're stepping in, man. You know, you like they did some good things with Happy. You know, at first he was dumb, and I didn't ask myself the question, why is he like that? No, I was just fine with it. You know, <laughs> I love all people. You know, unlike some. <laughs> okay, Josh. however um, stupid yeah. or however bald, however it, bald. Yeah, I, I love that, bald people too. Can you agree with that? I can't <laughs> agree with that. All right, all right, all right. Just making sure, because you know the shiny ones are a little, little put off by the podcast. Oh my goodness! All right. So, anyways, so I loved Happy from the beginning, and I've always wanted more Happy. Like, give us more Happy. Like, there was a time where, uh, okay, so it was in drama class when Pepper and Tony and them were supposed to give you know their whole thing. That was actually the first Living Laser episode. Yep. Yep. And uh, and the teacher calls up, you know, after Pepper does her spiel or, um, yeah, teacher calls up that Happy, you know, Happy should do it. And I was, like, super psyched. Like, I want to see Happy's performance. No, nah, we got robbed of that. We never saw it. And I was sad. I was like, give us more Happy. So this episode here was a lot of Happy. And if there was one or to describe how I felt – after watching a lot of this, what word would that be, boys? Happy. That's right. Disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. I have so much fun seeing him. He takes me on an adventure. It's not it's not so serious like a lot of the other characters are or whatever, you know. Pepper has her her moments, but just getting happy in the spotlight like this and seeing his potential for Team Iron Man. I loved it. Like, was it one of my top five episodes? No. Was it one of my top ten? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. But it was no icy depths. Don't you dare throw that blasphemy into this courtroom. <laughs> no. No. That was absolutely atrocious. That episode. And since we have one other judge who has seen it, Judge Cooper... Please expound is don't worry, be happy on the same level as icy depths. Well, let me let me just share my my full thoughts here because I've I've allowed uh, you gentlemen to uh, 
wax poetic about this happy episode. And let me just say that uh, I like happy a lot. Um, and after I finished watching this episode, I would say I liked happy exactly the same amount as I liked him before this episode. That being said, happy did not need his own episode. <laughs> and happy is a singular joke character. He has one joke that he is stupid. And that is a great joke that they sprinkle in throughout other episodes. That in and of itself did not make for a very interesting episode to me. Because Amen. I just I just kind of found this episode boring. Yep. Now it is not anywhere near icy depths. <laughs> Thank you. Not Thank you. Near. In fact, I'd still say this is better than, I don't know, 60% of all of the Batman episodes. Oh, 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 oh dude. Yeah, he... don't, don't, don't bring that trash into my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But anyway, um, I, I don't think this would be, this, this would probably be in like my bottom seven ish episodes of Iron Man Armor Adventures. Like it's not the it's not the worst. Um yeah. I I mean I thought parts of it were funny. It's just it's kind of like if Avatar the Last Airbender were to make an entire episode around the cabbage guy. Cause like he has one joke and it's funny when they use it, but like if they made an entire like thing about him just like slinging cabbages around as part of Team Avatar, I'd be like, why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I think that'd be kind of funny. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, okay. Yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. It was a lot of happy. I loved happy and they are using the singular joke um, constantly <laughs> that he's dumb. I do think he could be a fun and interesting aspect to Team Iron Man. Um, but yes, it, it's sprinkled in bits and pieces. But I, I do like happy a little more now. Um, I didn't realize I'd get such hate from Judge Brown here. Oh, I man. love you, Josh. I just don't you, uh, like happy. No, no, no. About 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 this episode, <laughs> you know, um, and the fact that you sent this episode to that your own icy depths, man. You know, <laughs> thinking about where you belong here, you know. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> Oh, oh! What happened oh. to loving all people, Josh? <laughs> Ooh, that I, was cold. Uh, that was oh, we got cold. puns here. We got puns for days. Oh, man. The great happy debate, twenty twenty one. Yeah, man, the great happy schism, and who thought happiness could separate two loving people? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like I, I enjoy happy. It's just that I found this episode um, overly long. And I realized it was the same length as the other episodes. I just wished it were about five minutes instead of 22. Yeah, yep. it did feel long. I will give you that. Yeah, to me, this said. is a five-minute This is a five minute addendum to a different episode. Mm -hmm. Not like a whole episode. Yeah. Yep. It, it felt like a cold open to an episode they wanted to make. Yeah. But then they just like, well, let's just, let's just drag it out for a Let's just like go with it. <laughs> let's just go with it. Yeah. No, I totally feel that. It, could, it probably would have been better if it was just said as, like, a flashback, you know, which it kind of was, like, Happy was telling the whole story, but whatever. Like, if it was just, like, a quick flashback, like, oh, Happy, like, flew the armor. You know, like, when a show, like, says, like, oh, I wonder what happened if this happened. Oh, it did happen. You know, like, Happy wore the armor, and we saw what happened there, and then we got, like, a five-minute spiel or, like, fast-forward motion of what happened. 
I think that would have been like, freaking hilarious. Like, yeah, that would have been hilarious. Like, narrated oh, by Happy? Yeah, yeah. Like, like narrated by Happy. Like oh, an yeah. Ant-Man? Like, for like five to ten minutes. That would have been freaking hilarious. Um, but yeah, you, you, you boys got points. Except so I, I say... Oh, go ahead. No, no, you, you, you can go. Oh no, I I was gonna flip the page on this episode, but if you have something else to say about this episode, oh, uh, we can no, we can totally flip the page and go to the next episode. Yeah, I was thinking we do. Isn't uncontrollable next? Let's do uncontrollable this one, and then uh, have a strong yeah. finish on the next yeah. episode. That that's what I say because yeah, I have thoughts about uncontrollable. All right, let's get oh, into. I it. got thoughts too. <laughs> All right, you're up. All right, boys. The year is Iron Man Armored Adventures, and we are our first major crossover episode, if there are any more, with other superheroes. And they chose the mean, green, lean Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. And I was pretty hyped. You know, I, am, uh, I, have, some, uh, I have some past with this show, as the viewers may know. And I'm like, I remember loving this episode as a kid. So I'm going to pick it. And it's going to be awesome. It's going it's gonna to be the most exciting episode I've ever seen. So exciting. So let's get into the plot. Uh, we see Pepper lying on some stairs. And she's pooped from being on Team Iron Man, having school. And she mentions her dad, which I guess is very taxing. And uh, she's like, I mean, it's rough. I'm just tired. And Rhodey's like, well, I take naps. So it's your own problem. <laughs> See, I, uh, I don't know what to tell you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're walking down the street. All of a sudden they hear, and then Hulk comes out of nowhere. And he's just he's just walking around. And it, <laughs> it episodes like cuts to, cuts to both of them. And like, oh, is that the Hulk? I thought he was a myth. No, nah, he's he's real in Marvel land and uh he his design is a very uh basic so perfect uh hulk i guess yeah. and uh he looks like a fisher price toy yeah his face doesn't look hulk enough for me and his hair is a little too uh too shaggy but oh this hulk design yeah um yeah not the greatest um he looked too wimpy Ooh, you don't want to hear that as a Hulk. No, but I honestly felt that. Like, yeah, like a Fisher Price toy. Whoever said that, you're right on. Like, and I felt up. like they rigged his model to have like six points of movement. And <laughs> that's kind of all the movement you saw on the show was him walking and then him sometimes jumping and then hitting him hitting the ground. <laughs> It was at least better uh, than the but, movement we got from Gene Con as a kid. Do you get like that's true? <laughs> we saw Gene Con running, it literally looked like a glitch, like he was lagging, like, <laughs> like it was so awkward. <laughs> and I was like, I guess Gene Con's been awkward his whole life. I don't know, <laughs> these shoes could take me anywhere. <laughs> that's how I felt with Gene Con. Anyway. And so you're like, why is Hulk going crazy in the city? Well, we see our good old buddy, 
aim. Aim is pulling out their tank to shoot the Hulk. You're just like, oh, in the middle of the street and no cops around? Makes sense to me. <laughs> um, and it, the camera pans to this little, this, this redheaded kid with, with one of those mind control things on the back of his neck. So you know who's coming. You know who's coming. It's the best, best character, character. The show. Um, by Basil Tom. Sandhurst. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, and Pepper calls good old Tony. He's like, the Hulk is here and he's going crazy. He's like, the Hulk's a myth. He's like, I sent you a picture. He's like, okay, I'll open the picture on my TV. And then it's just her pointing at Hulk <laughs> and screaming. That picture freaking cracked me up, man. <laughs> she's like, ah! Like so her funny. face was like, ah! And she's like pointing at the Hulk right there. I'm like, oh my goodness. That is like one of my top five Pepper Potts moments right there. It was so good. So good. So funny. Um, and he's like, oh, shoot, he's real. Better get the big boy armor, the big chunky armor, to go punch him a bunch. And so uh, fast forward, he's in there, and uh, he starts fighting the Hulk. The Hulk's like, oh. They kind of have like a little fight that looks like you're smashing two plastic figures together. And then AIM gets away, and uh, – uh, and then the little guy comes down. It turns out to be, well, the little guy is trapped in the building that collapsed. And uh, Pepper's like, "Come on, we gotta go save him." It was like, "Rody's like, no, we don't. We 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 don't have to." <laughs> and Pepper's like, "Come on." And they go and um, they get him out. And then they realize they had a little thing on. They take it off, and it turns out he's Hulk's little buddy. Uh, let's see. His his name is Rick Jones. Rick who Jones. very prolivalent comic book character kind of like back in like the 60s and 70s rick jones was kind of like the guy that when hulk would go crazy and just stay the hulk for a long time he'd be like his conscience and uh you know he's a little little friend and uh but the the controller basically slaps this controlling disc on tony's armor and takes control of him and then Tony's out of there. Doesn't make any yeah, sense like, oh. how these controller discs work with the armor. No, so that is contro- a total plot hole, in my opinion. He Unless- went through steel and went to his brain and got control of the system and Tony? Yeah. So I will the controller well okay so the user within the machine is in charge right <clears throat> so he puts it on the machine and somehow i guess some sort of signal the signal it sends to the brain when you put it on a person was sent to tony through the machine okay i don't i don't get it makes but, sense yeah total <laughs> sense perfect oh, sense yeah. to me and we get a zoom in on controller being like, yes, yeah, finally. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I finally have, I have something better than the Hulk. I have Tony. And uh, being... yeah, I don't, I don't understand why he kept saying Tony was better than the Hulk. I was like, have you seen the Hulk? Well, if you've seen this Hulk, then yeah, Tony's better than the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a true statement right there. Dang. <laughs> and, uh, 
for some reason, Pepper and Rhodey never go back to the lab. Instead, they go to the school and they bring Hulk and Rick with them to figure out how they're going to get Tony back. And so they access the mainframe of Tony's whole systems from like a, a computer concepts computer. We're like, okay, I guess, I guess you could just act, anyone can access this with a password. And uh, they uh, shut down, they figure out where Tony is, and he's at AIM headquarters, of course. And they like shut him down so he can't really move, but then he still can. <laughs> so it didn't really work, I guess. I was confused on the whole shutdown process, but it shut him down, but he could still. He just couldn't talk or remove his helmet, but he could fire lasers and stuff. Um, and so they take him to aim and they're like, oh, we got to go save him. And Rick's like, not our problem. We're good. And they're like, but but we need you to. And Rick starts leaving. Hulk's like, Fred's. And he's like, okay, we're going <laughs> to save him. That, that's literally how the conversation went. Was, yep. He said, Fred's. He's like, all right. Thanks for going. Uh, and so they all get on Hulk's back, and he jumps to aim. Just, just, just jumps as far as possible as the Hulk does. And uh, they arrive to aim headquarters, and they start storming the place. And uh, Tony's there, and he's doing exactly what you think he's doing. He's fighting the Hulk in a not nearly as interesting as Crimson Dynamo fight uh, with the Hulkbuster. In my opinion, it was kind of, kind of lame. Uh, yeah. Didn't really, it left no impact, and there wasn't really impact in the show. Yeah. Um, but eventually they the my favorite part was when Pepper's like, "You gotta break the controller disc," and he's like, "Oh!" and he just starts smashing Tony's head into the pavement, the wall, over and over again. And he, and he literally just like screams, "Hulk smash Metal Man's face!" <laughs> yeah. Best line. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the controller. Oh, and Modoc's there, but he kind of gets obliterated. He okay. starts, roll, starts rolling on the ground. That was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> now that's some superhero squad stuff right there. <laughs> Best moment of the episode. See, that is exactly why Modoc is trash. Well, garbage in, in this show for me. Agreed. Based on this episode, can't really argue with you. Yeah, it was like at first I had an eh opinion of Modoc. Like I was like, he could be better, but we'll see. And then I watched this episode and I was like, oh, dang, what did you do to him? He had he was zero threat in this episode at all. <laughs> like not even he was just he was just a ball and he just shot lasers that did nothing. That's all he did. It was so dumb. So he was like, his apparently his like uh his whole mechanism was like malfunctioning where he couldn't fly properly. So he was trying to use his lasers to fly up and then get control, but it was completely failing. He tries it twice and then he hits the ground and rolls around on the ground like a bean. <laughs> like a dry bean just rolling around. <laughs> Before this, I literally forgot Modoc was in this episode. No impact. <laughs> this episode's theme is having no impact. Um, 
But the whole reason Controller was actually at AIM, because if you remember, he got kicked out, was to get revenge, I guess. And so he brought Tony and then the Hulk there. And then I guess he kind of got some revenge by kicking MODOK a couple times. Um, but Should have just he, taken out the little weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> and so he gets a controller disc on uh, Rick again. And Rick's like, Hulk, bring me Iron Man armor, please. And Hulk's like, okay. And he brings it over. And then Tony wakes up and he's like, oh, no. And then he just blasts the controller right in the face. He's like, oh, okay. The day is done. The controller's fine. Yeah. He's like, oh, no. I got hit by a laser beam in my face. Well, I better <laughs> run away. And Hulk leaves with Rick and the happily ever after. And this episode was so boring. I literally hated it. I didn't like this episode at all. I'm totally with you. This was by far my least favorite episode of all the episodes we watched. Wow. Yeah. It's not good. It, it, in my opinion, yeah, it's it's definitely like it's not good. And a Hulk design is garbage. They destroyed Modoc. Any hopes I had for Modoc, the the best part in my and what I experienced the be- well, and there was so much potential with the whole Hulkbuster fight and the Hulk. Like, I wasn't That's the expecting why MC I this episode. I wasn't. Ex- yeah, I wasn't expecting MCU quality fight because that was a that was a really fun fight to see with the Hulkbuster armor and the Hulk, like super fun in the MCU. But I was at least expecting something. Like maybe red dynamo quality, and we didn't even get that. The red, I mean, well, I admit the red dynamo quality, like that fight was fantastic. They did great with that one. But with this, no, total letdown. The best part of the entire show was almost the picked pepper sent to Tony. <laughs> like that's the <laughs> only time I actually felt something in this episode. I just like that was freaking hilarious. The rest of it, no. It really felt that they. We're running out of episodes in the season, and then they're like, oh, we need to put Hulk in here for the good commercials on Nicktoons. And oh. so they just made this, and it's just, oh, man. Hulk Smash, I guess. <laughs> As a very prevalent character in uh, Young Justice would like to say, stay whelmed. Um, I was very <laughs> underwhelmed when I watched this episode. You know, I didn't hate this episode surprisingly <laughs> enough i'm not surprised jc i'm not not anymore i feel like this is just the uh episode of court of capes with jc's hot takes but yeah. you know yeah i didn't hate it i didn't really i barely wrote any notes for it because nothing really happened but i didn't write that i hated it like uh, a couple of these episodes already but um a you couple know, like within this watching like this set okay, all right well i i wrote for one of them subpar and the other one i wrote didn't like the episode this one i didn't say anything like that so yeah it is what it is but oh, wow. you know i thought that at least at least the episode had some small amount of character development for pepper in that at the very beginning of the episode she was all down about team iron man She's just like, ugh, why am I even doing this? I'm not appreciated, all this stuff. She's on the, the uh, bench and, or the stairs and just sitting down. And at the end of the episode, she realizes what a blessing being a part of Team Iron Man is and the friends that she has around her. 
I and it was a nice it was a nice little story there in that she she had that there was at least a tiny little bit of growth in her character that's more than you can say for happy uh, 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 oh oh we 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 going back to this huh anyway. we going back to this fight anyway okay you can't really compare the two much at all because pepper is a main character and she's supposed to get this kind of growth mm-hmm. um but I, I i see where you're coming from but she kind of expressed it weirdly she was like oh i thought i had it bad in team iron man but i didn't know how bad they had it there like, <laughs> yeah. yeah i was like wait On what team hulk. yeah and team hulk like okay did you really have it that bad yeah like <laughs> I feel like this is your kind of environment, Pepper. Like you put yourself here and I feel like you actually enjoy it. I don't know. Yeah. In a way. And Pepper's character. Pepper was the best part of this episode though when she took that picture. Like how how many of you guys seen Jimmy Neutron? Me. You seen yes. Jimmy Neutron? Okay. It's you seen been Jimmy a while. Okay. You know, like when when Jimmy's mom is just like screaming out of fear, like like, I don't know if you guys can picture that in your head when, like, certain things happen. Like, I think it was the Jimmy Neutron movie where something happened and she's just, like, screaming out of fear. That's how I saw Pepper in this picture. And it was hilarious. It was so <laughs> funny. Like, it cracked me up. Uh, Judge but Cooper, yeah. what do you think this episode? Yeah. Curtis, um, well, I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think Hulk really was much. Hulk himself was bad. Um, it was fun seeing the Dynamo Buster armor again, but it, they didn't use it in any interesting ways. Um, I liked uh, the controller getting zapped in the face; that made me feel fuzzy inside. Um, but yeah, like it was—I would agree with Josh. Very underwhelming. Yeah, very underwhelming. In so, terms of where it ranks, though, you'll have to wait until my rankings. Ooh. So, was this better or worse than the Black Panther episode? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, I think it's yeah, comparable. That's... It's very comparable. Yeah. Dang, that you actually, know, that was a pretty good question. Yeah. <sighs> well, I, I liked Black Panther slightly more than I liked this Hulk. Hmm. I, I agree, agree with that. that. This Hulk was... They uh, they had kind of obliterated this Hulk like they made him yeah I I can't help but think of the Fisher Price comparison we got going on here like he looks like a Fisher Price toy like there's absolutely no threat to him. Do... What's up? He didn't even he didn't even do the clap. He didn't even do the Hulk clap. No, oh, yeah. he didn't. He did the smash, which you know, whatever. Uh, and then and then Tony decides to say the line, which made me kind of uncomfortable. Um, when they near the end of the episode is hey let's smash them together um, oh yeah <laughs> I, I'll admit I felt a little uncomfortable when he said that um, Dang. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah he didn't look menacing threat, threat like at all like yeah. not one bit and his movement was horrible too like yeah. his punches were so slow. My goodness. <sighs> so like, you know, I, I think it's interesting that I think this is kind of continuing the legacy of the Batman, where the crossover episodes with other heroes are just subpar. Yeah, I can't really argue there. 
Yeah. It's kind of sad because I feel like these were all the episodes that we remembered as kids and loved and they're not holding up. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. So sad. All right. So um, appointed Magistrate Cooper, help us out here. Where does this really tie in the timeline? Um, because because this episode is the like technically the last episode posted on Netflix. But I was a little no, it, confused. I, it's it's out of it's, order on Netflix. The way we talked completely out. The way we talked about it right here is where it actually is, like in the TV airing order. Okay. Okay. So it, it's before Best Served Cold. Before yeah, before Best Served Cold, but after, after Don't Worry, Be Happy. But Dude, she correct. Yeah. You need to watch these on Disney Plus. Oh, true. I yeah. Um. But okay, so, so yeah, I guess Pepper did say like, oh, like you say that, like you almost died a week ago. And so I was trying to remember what event she was talking about. So I guess probably the volcano. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So a lot of a lot has happened in the past week. Then, Mm -hmm. ton. Like, wow. What if he's only been Iron Man for a month? Yeah, every episode is just a every episode's day. a day my goodness yeah that's insane tony just never sleeps <laughs> he's built like 15 armors in a month yeah i mean tony stark is supposed to be a complete genius like there's only a few geniuses in marvel that rival him or are better than him uh reed richards is one of them um, but yeah, I like seeing that. Like, I like seeing, I wish we got to see a little more of the intricacies of him making armor. A lot of the times armor just like, he just apparently has armor built for the situation every time. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I have an armor suit for that. I was like, yo, that's cool. But I would like you see, I would like you to see you like build one with some things in mind. And then see from the start to the finish. Anyways, very underwhelming episode. Any other thoughts? No, I say we uh, wrap this episode up. All right. Yeah, boys, let's wrap this episode up. um, And we will get to the next series of episodes, which has a lot more to say. I have a lot more to say. Tasty stuff. Yes, absolute great content. With all that said, it's been real. It has been fun. It has been fun real. Real fun. (laughs) Court is adjourned, boy.